Let's get this revolution started. Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage, and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and I've got 20 years working in healthcare behind me, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, my dear, wonderful friends. I'm back from my summer holidays, and I have to say right up front that I have missed you so much. I've missed coming into the studio and seeing Rory's smiling face, and I've missed talking with you and imagining you listening to me, maybe as you walk home from work or lie in bed at night or ride your bike or drink your tea. Thank you for being patient and for sticking with me over the break. So, how are you? If you were here, I might reach out and hover my hand near your heart and say, hello, how is it in there? So, how is your heart? The start of this year, wow, it's been so dreadfully challenging across Australia I imagine so many of you have been impacted by the bushfires. And for those who live in other parts of the world, you'll most likely be receiving the smoke sometime soon. I was reading the other day that NASA have said that the plumes from the New Year's Day fires have crossed South America, turning skies there hazy, and by the 8th of January, the smoke had moved halfway around the world. According to the US Space Agency, the smoke is expected to make at least one full circuit around the globe. Wow. When I was a child, my mother taught me that everything that I say travels around and around and it never disappears. So you have to be very careful about the words that you use. I got to thinking about that when I heard about all our smoke. These fires in Australia which are still burning, have so far killed 29 people. No, at last count, actually 33, and an estimated 1 billion animals, scorching over 17 million hectares. That's about, I don't know, more than two-thirds of the size of the United Kingdom. Australia has experienced its hottest, driest year on record, and this has created these tinderbox like conditions. Every year in Australia, fires are started by any number of things. They can start accidentally through a spark, maybe from a barbecue or a chainsaw. Rural fire services said that some of the biggest fires in New South Wales were started by dry lightning. And that happens without any accompanying rain reaching the ground. It just strikes dried up land and vegetation. Some fires are even generating their own thunderstorms, which creates lightning, which then starts more fires. This unprecedented nature of fires is not because there's been a sudden increase in any sort of malicious arsonist activity. It's quite simply because of climate change. 
So we have lost lots of animals and plant species and some we may never regain. And we've lost livestock and farms and the precious Ligurian honeybee on Kangaroo Island is in a desperate condition. It's been a big wake-up call for all of us. Seeing people wearing face masks because of the air pollution, it's not something we anticipate here in Australia and I have to admit I've been rocked by it. What about you? I also want to acknowledge the messages I've been receiving while I've been on holidays. I want to thank Eileen for letting me know that this little podcast has been of comfort to her during the bushfires. So I've had you all in my thoughts and meditations every single day. But apart from all that devastation, there's been an enormous outpouring of compassion. And that's the thing that I want to touch on for a minute. When things are hard, we come together and we love each other in new ways. Hearing about the Sikh community, where they were cooking up a storm in Victoria, and so many hospitals that not only cared for the injured and the unwell, but also gave so much comfort and food and nourishment to the volunteers fighting the blaze. People have been serving their communities in so many ways. I read about a doctor who lost his clinic in the blaze and then he started to see his traumatised patients in his motorhome. And then there was the pharmacist who lost his home but he stayed on in the community to help, knowing full well that so many people would be without their medication or prescriptions. And these people were his community. And then there are children in places far from Australia who started raising money through lemonade stands and GoFundMe campaigns so they could give their money to the fire services. And the women in the Netherlands were making mittens for scorched paws for our koalas. Find a bed, an online service, connected people who are homeless with a spare bed. People opening their homes. I could keep going on and on and on, and you've seen so much more. In a climate emergency like this, how do we stay hopeful? And I don't mean a false hope, but a hope that is like an axe that can break down a door. And when I think about hope, I think about Rebecca Solnit and her book, Hope in the Dark. She says, The world often seems divided between false hope and gratuitous despair. Despair demands less of us. It's more predictable. And in a sad way, it's safer. But authentic hope requires clarity, seeing the trouble, this world, and imagination seeing what might lie beyond these situations that are perhaps not inevitable and immutable. Keep hopeful with a potent and clear hope that becomes a light in the darkness. That's my advice. Until next time, may you be well, may you be happy, and may your heart be a star. This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You Let's Party. Subscribe to hear more about us at CompassionRevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at CompassionRevolution.care. 
And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.